Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode. It's a solo episode after doing a couple of awesome episodes with guests recently. The most recent one was called From Trauma to Transformation with Abud Tamimi. We talked about trauma related to leadership, which is rarely talked about. So I encourage you to, to listen to that if you missed that one. And then in the one before that, I spoke with Amy Levin and Amanda Sanders about authentic leadership and neuroscience and other interesting ideas related to leadership. So you might want to check that one out too. So just me for today. I hope you're doing well as you head into the home stretch for the year or whenever you might be listening to this. I'm guessing you're doing some good thinking and planning for the year ahead. That's why I thought visioning would be a timely topic. Visioning is something that's on the minds of a lot of leaders this time of year. And you may be thinking, okay, yes, I need to add that to my to-do list, or it's just one other thing that you have to do. But I hope, especially after listening today, that you can say, you know, this is something that I get to do. This is something that can really be an energizing force in the business. You know, if I were to ask you on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about your vision? I wonder what you would say. I'm hoping that it's a 10. Are you excited? If not, then maybe there's some work to be done. Hopefully, you're having some conversations with other people in the organization about the vision that you want to create. And, you know, if you're like a lot of people, it can seem arduous or draining, but it it really doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be difficult or overly complicated. Like I said before, it can actually be very energizing for you, your team, and your organization. I like to think of visioning as a strategically significant activity that leads to higher levels of creativity, commitment, and enthusiasm for the organization's future. I'll say that again, because I just think that that's a great statement. Visioning is strategically significant activity that leads to higher levels of creativity, commitment, and enthusiasm for your organization's future. I actually like to create visioning experiences with clients. I think that that's one of the most impactful ways to go about it. And lately, I've been working with a variety of clients in different ways to help them think about the future that they want to create. Some leaders admit that they don't think that they're very good at it. They're great problem solvers, but this visioning stuff is so vague and abstract and there's not you know, a real clear process that can help you do it in just the right way. I work with a lot of engineers and analytical thinkers who are amazing problem solvers, but visioning in a way that doesn't allow them to problem solve is a very different kind of experience for them. They feel like their hands are tied. It kind of forces you to exercise a different muscle called possibility thinking. So I'll share a few tips in a moment, but first I thought it would be helpful to run through just some of the most common obstacles that I see that hold leaders back when it comes to visioning. So I'm wondering if you see yourself in any of these that I'll run through pretty quickly. And I've got 10. Number one is not giving adequate time or thought to the process. 
So I know you've got time constraints and I see leaders, you know, trying to squeeze in time, sometimes between meetings where it feels a little forced. And, you know, sometimes that's the best you can do. And that's okay. At least you're trying to devote small chunks of time to the process. But ideally, the best approach is devoting a more significant amount of time, say, you know, half a day or even a full day. Ideally, when you'll be uninterrupted, when you won't be distracted with your team, where you could do this as an experience together to really do some of the most uh, constructive thinking about what you want your future to look like. Number two obstacle, looking for perfection, where you spend a lot of time wordsmithing, trying to get the exact words or ideas written down. Instead, you've got to allow for the messiness and clean it up later. Don't try to craft a perfect statement. You know, sometimes we get in our head so much, we make it such an intellectual exercise, but it helps to really bring it to life by bringing more feeling and emotion into the experience, pictures, metaphors, analogies. I love narrative visioning or using a mind map kind of visual to help depict your vision. And, and, and just remember, this is not an exercise where you get a grade by following some kind of linear step-by-step formula. It really is uh, a generative process, a creative process that looks a little different, and you can make it work in whatever way works for you. One size does not fit all. Number three, you know, we've talked about process. The third obstacle is an ineffective process where you might end up going through the process in a way that's just been done like it's done in the past, which may not even be the most effective process, or just accepting the vision that's been handed down, especially if you're in a larger organization. I see some groups or departments kind of skim over the vision like it's just a given, or they're too quick to assume that everyone gets it. The process affects the quality of the outcome. So make sure you're paying attention to the process that you're putting in place to arrive at what you want your future state to be. Number four, you've got too few stakeholders involved. You know, sometimes it can be tempting to try to just get yourself and your leadership together to try to figure things out. But the best outcomes that I have seen involve larger stakeholder groups that are represented in the process. I know in some past episodes, I've probably mentioned the work that I've done with NASA, with, you know, lots of engineers, one department in particular at the time, it was called the Instrument and Payload Systems Department. They had a great visioning process where they didn't just engage people in their own department. They invited other departments that had systems engineers and electrical engineers and all kinds of different engineers that came together to share their different perspectives. They were considered stakeholders, people who they knew that they needed to collaborate, who were instrumental in shaping their future as a department. So keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a completely internal kind of event or experience that you create when you're trying to think about the vision. The same holds true for a small business where it might be tempting just to, to have that kind of internal discussion. But what if you involved other customers, clients, partners, uh, strategic partnerships, other organizations that you know create value with you, engaging them in your visioning process enriches the whole experience. So just food for thought there. Number five obstacle is the environment that you're in. If you can, try to be in a different environment compared to what you are used to 
you know, the same meeting room where you're having all your other meetings, it's great to get out of your, your typical space. Although some of you I know have very inspiring spaces to work with. So you can leverage that. I love um, trying to go outdoors too. I just think you do more expansive thinking when you're around windows or water or out in the air. So try to shake up the environment when you're doing that kind of thinking. Number six, thinking too small. This happens when you or others in the organization don't have exposure to new, fresh ideas, something that will really help challenge what you've been doing. You may also be thinking too small when you're quickly sabotaging ideas when they're suggested, when ideas are shot down before they even have time to breathe. That can limit your thinking and have you create a a vision that's really too small for you. Number seven, going through the motions. I had a hard time coming up with what I wanted to call that one. But I think, you know, creating what you think others think that your vision should be is one of the biggest obstacles or mistakes that I encounter. And I understand that there are political constraints within the organization sometimes, and there's pressure to try to appeal to others' expectation. But this just becomes an exercise in conformity if you're just going through the the motions and you're not really creating the change that's possible. So, and, and don't confuse alignment with conformity. You can still have alignment if you're in a large organization and trying to make sure that your vision, you know, aligns with the bigger system or the bigger organizational vision, but you just don't have to go about doing it in the same way that they are. Do things in a way that works for your team or your department. Number eight obstacle buzzwords. Buzzwords can block creativity. Sometimes they can get in the way of clarity. You know, examples would be when you hear people talking about values that they want to integrate as part of their vision, words like excellence or integrity, which are nothing wrong with those kinds of values. But what do they truly mean? And it's important to have some conversation to make sure that those are clear to the people who are who are really stepping into that new vision to not just talk about words that may have become less meaningful over time. So move beyond buzzwords that have lost meaning. Number nine, delegating. Hopefully you're not passing responsibility to visioning onto other people or avoiding that kind of responsibility. Sometimes it's tempting to assign a committee or delegate to a consultant or some kind of task force. Don't delegate. This is just too important. Stay with it. Make sure that you are actively engaged in this process as a top leader. It just makes sense. And then finally, number 10 obstacle is when you're thinking that you've got to check the box. This is not a check the box exercise just to say that you've done it. It's not even a fill in the box exercise, which is what some organizations do when they're just slapping up a SWOT analysis and filling in boxes. Let's let's think outside the box or even do away with the box. That's what this opportunity is for you. So I hope that you won't make this something that's just something to, to check off. If you're listening to me, I assume that you're not wired that way anyway. But just be careful that this isn't done as some kind of rote exercise so that you can just say that you've done it. Use this as leverage to propel your organization into a really different realm that can be so rewarding for, for them and for the people that you serve. This is about creating your future, painting a picture, and beginning to step into it. So it should capture thoughts and emotions. So I want to do a quick recap of the 10 obstacles, just to remind you. One is not giving adequate time or thought. Two is looking for perfection or wordsmithing. 
Number three is not having uh, an effective process in place or experience, I would argue. (laughs) Number four, too few stakeholders are involved. Number five, it's not the right environment that fosters your best thinking. Number six, you might be thinking too small. Number seven, going through the motions. Number eight, buzzwords that have become meaningless. Number nine, delegating so that you're, you're passing that responsibility on to others. And number 10 is checking the box. So that's a lot to think about. But even addressing just one of those obstacles that I mentioned can help improve your process or your experience to, to make sure that you're getting better results. When you are testing your vision, ask, is it clear? Is it compelling? Make sure that it's expressing the highest version of really what you want to do, be, or create. So just some quick tips before I sign off today. One is prep people in advance. You know, don't just invite them to a meeting and and have them be in a room together without a lot of forethought. Try to get them thinking or even inspired ahead of time. There's some prompting questions that you can ask or ways to begin engaging them even before they meet together as a group. Number two is minimize distractions during the group session. I really encourage you to to ask people to leave their technology behind, to try to limit uh, attention on phones or iPads and that kind of thing. Request their full presence. This is one of the most valuable times that you can spend together because you're shaping your future. Number three, express your vision in present tense as though it's happening now. This helps others really begin to feel the vision, to to kind of try it on, if you will, and to see how it resonates. It can really be a powerful exercise when you ask people to articulate the vision as though it's already happening. So I hope you're fired up or getting fired up about what's possible. Um, If you'd like to discuss your team's vision or ways to create more engaging and energizing processes or experiences, just let me know. I'm always happy to do that. In the meantime, be sure that you're taking at least one action. Don't just listen today. Take at least one action based on what you've heard that can help you move forward toward the vision that you really want to create. I look forward to delivering more episodes with guests that are coming up. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.